Welcome to the Edify Studios podcast, discussing the shift of architectural concepts into actual solutions, disrupting the current status quo, and having a blast the whole time. Here are your hosts, Brad Glauser and Brad Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another special glass build edition of the Edify Studios podcast. Uh, today we are going to have an incredible treat. Uh, we were able to harness Chris Bull, president of Pikes Peak Glass. Uh, I'm excited about this one because this one, it focuses on the subcontractor, the glazer, the odd man out sometimes at big shows like this. He is going to give you insight and information onto how to conquer the show, how to best use it, how to look at that investment and how to get that ROI. So I say dig in, listen to some of the tips and tricks, get to know Chris and let's have an amazing time. Hey guys, welcome back to the Edify Studios podcast. We wanted to welcome you guys in to another special episode with the National Glass Association for Glass Build. NGA has given us the opportunity to be that. What is it now? Is it the is conduit? it the official the conduit? No, <laughs> ambassador. That's right. We're the ambassadors right here um, to make sure that we are reaching out to the industry and supporting you guys in preparation for such an amazing event, Glass Build, that's coming up here in September. So we'd like to actually just introduce a special guest today that we've got, Mr. Chris yeah. Bull with uh, Pikes Peaks Glass. PPG, as they say. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Yeah, PPG wouldn't let me use that, so. Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> we'll talk to him. I, I'm yeah, sure everything's for sale, but that's a little more than my budget would allow. I get it. That would be a couple of pretty pennies on that one. Yes, it I have would. To, <laughs> How are you today, Chris? I'm doing great. Doing great. Well, thanks, man. We want to welcome you to the show, for sure, Thank man. You. We appreciate you joining us. Excited to be part of it. No, that's awesome. I'm wildly excited about this one because um, I love that we have somebody who is from that contract glazing side of the table. Uh, there's a lot of things associated with glass build that are very manufacturer driven, uh, very that side of the industry. And I love that we had the opportunity to connect with you and talk to you a little bit more about glass build from the glazing side of the perspective. I totally agree, man. I mean, this is a, this is an event that's very technology focused, product focused, a lot of machinery and stuff. But the assets of those components that I just mentioned are that is that contract glazer, yeah. you know, and the understanding of the the true practitioner and translator of that technology into a project, man. And that's why I'm excited to actually talk to you today, man. Yeah, let's so so let's let's jump back a little bit and let's let's uh, let's think about Chris Bowl. Uh, how the heck did you end up in in, in the glass world, man? Well, so uh, about 19 years ago, I actually owned a chain of car washes here in Colorado Springs and um, decided that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I went to a business broker in 2000 and uh, Pikes Peak Glass was up for sale. And the, the uh, thought process behind the acquisition was it, uh, glass and glass installation could not be outsourced to China. Somebody here still had to install it and work on it. And, um, you know, every building has it and it's a 5,000 year old product that they haven't figured out a way to replace it yet. So that was kind <laughs> of my, my thought process in the whole thing. And that's a great one, man. I think that's, that's the first time I've ever heard that one. That's awesome. Well, and Hey, it's a, 
you know, a, uh, a liquid product, correct? In a solid state. So it's going to have some issues. So that's good too, right? Service work. Yeah. Exactly. Everything from service work to contract work. Pikes Peak Glass is, uh, how long, how long has Pikes Peak been a part of the uh, Colorado Springs community? So Pikes Peak was started in 1980. So we're celebrating our 39th year and, um, and then about eight years ago, a little over eight years, coming up on nine years ago, I was able to acquire uh, City Glass here in Colorado Springs, which was founded in 1950. And uh, wow. City does a lot, a lot of uh, service work, mirror and shower door work. And um, so, you know, honestly, between the two shops, we do everything from, you know, we'll be cutting DS today for picture frames. And yet we're working on a you know multi-million dollar curtain wall contract. So we kind of run the entire gamut of the glass world. It's awesome. It's not only awesome, it's wildly important. I think it's it's very, very sharp and keen to be uh, sort of aware <laughs> that there is more than just the, the the big, big curtain wall, and then there's more than just service. Uh, but you gotta be uh, you know, you gotta be willing to take the the lumps that come along with each side of it. You gotta be willing to to to, to find the right staff and and kudos to you for for doing that. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely exciting. And, and, um, you know, with, we've got about a hundred people, um, between the two shops. And so, yeah, we're, you know, we're in the same boat as everybody else trying to find the last year we had two 40 year employees retire. And so we're like everyone else trying to find key people and retain good people and expand and grow. And, you know, that's an interesting thing to talk about the employees and then the diversification that, that Pikes Place has decided to do for its business model, everything from residential, mirrors, shower doors, big contract glazing. But then to equally say that you've had actually those tenured employees that just retired yeah. at 40 years, that's pretty impressive, I think, especially the where we're, where we're going as industry and how many times we're just looking for that estimator, looking for that project manager as a company, and then to actually just kind of like plug in and say, hey, and so on one side, I want to say congratulations for having that type of thing, but it's such an interesting then generational gap that you're going to have to then get, I guess, bridge to then bring that across to that next generation, man. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. It's a, it's a monumental task, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, today's uh, younger people think a little differently about uh, their careers and career placement. You know, I'm happy to see it seems like we're finally as a country starting to realize that um, you know, there's amazing opportunities in the trades. I know I've spoken with several of our local school districts about the opportunities we have. And uh, I think we're finally realizing that somebody needs to build these buildings that Google's going to occupy or, and uh, who's gonna do that? And we're a skilled trade. And so it's just, you just can't throw anybody out there and, and have a curtain wall project go well. You have to have that training going on and ongoing investment in young people coming into our trade. I'm, I'm excited. I think we've turned the corner on that. No, I think that you're absolutely right. And I think that that corner has, has started to um, populate again with uh, people interested and excited about this industry. Uh, there's still, I feel, and I don't know if you feel it the same in your market, but I still feel like there is a massive piece of the middle that is missing from our industry. There's this, this uh, you know, early 30s to, to 50s that is just not present. Uh, at, at this time, they, they, I feel like we were really between a lot of people who aged out and didn't have proper secession plans and a new crop of wildly talented but terribly green and new people. 
Correct. Well, and I'm, I'm 49, so I graduated high school, you know, about 30 years ago. And um, yeah, I mean, they got rid of tech and they got rid of all that sort of stuff. Everybody was, was supposed to go to college. And, um, so yeah, we definitely have that zone where people weren't interested. And then you take the recession and we had a lot of people just leave the... Leave the industry in general. Yeah, so... Well, and from a product diversification side for Pikes Peak Glass, you're looking at commercial mirrors, commercial glass mirrors and windows, residential glass, shower doors. Um, tell us about how important that is um, from a business standpoint to make sure that you're diversified into into the, not only the contract side, but also the service side. And then, I mean, let's be honest, how do you balance that? Well, and it is, I mean, it's a, it's a task because, yeah, different people bring different skill sets. And so... Um, again, it's it's a leadership component to to manage each one of those, and you know we were fortunate in a few years ago, knowing these retirements were coming up, um, you know get people into place to make sure that they it would uh, hopefully be as seamless as possible. No transitions easy, um, you know, but to make sure that you know the the general manager that retired from City Glass after 40 years that we had a person in place to manage the mirror and shower door department and the residential service department. And, there's a lot of groundwork just getting there. Um, but with every change comes also opportunities to think outside the box and to do things differently. And uh, so that's that's been one really neat component of any sort of transition is some of the new ideas and thoughts and, and morphing into you know, a 21st century company as opposed to doing things the way we've always done. That's really interesting to talk about. I mean. So if we kind of get a picture of Pikes Peaks, it's everything from that, those mirror tables where you're actually seaming the edges, you're cutting a lot of the replacement stuff. I mean, and then all of a sudden everything from, from the glass trucks and actually staging and doing contract work. I mean, you, you spread a, a wide part of this industry that hopefully we can bring value to each section. But I mean, speaking on the residential side of things and the and the, even the, the service sales, side, I mean, how has GlassBuild um, bolstered that education, that technology for the service sales side of things for you and for your company? Yeah, so I think, you know, we we recently changed um, vendors and I, I won't talk about who that is, but <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the shower door world and it was through a connection um, that I made at, the, at GlassBuild. So for both of us, you know, both the the uh, the vendor and myself, um, that connection was made, and, and we do sell more shower doors than any other company in Southern Colorado. So, um, you know, that's one thing I find beneficial about GlassBuild is you actually get to see and meet some vendors, and uh, you know, do a little prospecting from a, a client side. Um, and so, you know, those sort of things, and when you're going there and you get to see and and touch and feel new tools which of course every year there's some new product out there um you know uh, for us that you know there's only so much you can do looking at products online um getting your hands on them and talking with somebody in a, in a booth uh becomes important yeah and, and i also think that that, that glass builds uh, at least in my opinion in my my um time spent there, uh, they really do occupy a, a lot more of the technical wizards 
than some of the other trade shows. A lot of the other trade shows are the typical glad handers that you'd you'd see at every trade show. And these guys are are, are more on hand with uh, with a lot of more tech savvy and a more more boots on the ground mentality. Yeah. Well, and I know one other thing that popped into my head when I was thinking about our discussion today is um, I don't know if are both you guys familiar with that came out I think two years ago now the OSHA silica um, and respiration issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we were there on site, again, dialoguing with a vendor, um, you know, we had to because we do seam glass here. We do cut glass here. Um, you know, that was, again, another another great way. And I had my superintendent with us. And, you know, so we were able to dialogue with the vendors and choose the right system for us. And we have numerous of those systems throughout our building. And then, of course, tools in the field, um, you know from our hammer drills and the, you know, the capture uh, of that, uh, our saws in the field, things like that. So again, it was great to be hands-on and interacting with several different uh, suppliers at Glassbuild in order to choose the right system for us. And, and we bought numerous of those systems, so. Wow, that's, and that's wildly important. And it's, and it's good to have a, a good variety in front of you. It's, uh, it's easy to find a, a, a solution and it may not even be the right solution. So a lot of times having having somewhere where you can look at it in a couple different formats from a couple different vendors is is in itself uh, super, super helpful. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, as um, you know, I still believe in the old mantra. I mean, yes, uh, we've you know, I'll I'll realize that. Uh, dollars are important, but there's something about building relationships. People still like to do business with people they like and getting to engage with some of your vendors that, you know, put a, a face with a name is important. And um, yeah. I still think that's important. No, it's, it's wildly important. You know, I picked up on something that you said there when you're visiting the booth and you're actually going through glass build and you're seeing that you're able to have your superintendent there to kind of triangulate the conversation in from a safety issue that OSHA obviously had published and then understanding from a leadership presidential side you're obviously attending the show to make sure the technology is there but then that asset for Pikes Peaks glass your superintendent there next to you to kind of help you translate it into that department I mean was that something that was intentional to say hey I want to actually bring my superintendent to glass build in order to get this type of exposure to help you grow your company Grow your company's safety regimen, your QAQC, your bottom line. I mean, what what was that motivation for you to take your superintendent? Well, yeah, so he could get hands on knowing, you know, knowing that this silica thing was blowing up. He also handles our safety uh, company wide. And so he could see various safety things all in one spot, um, you know, rather than having a salesman come by and, and all you get presented is exactly what they have having multiple booths to view and see what's going on in the latest and greatest was very important. So we've had, you know, in through the years, I've brought estimators, I've brought project managers, I brought my superintendent, um, you know, one of our field foremen. Um, again, investing in them um, is important. And, you know, we probably talk about that too, but when you invest in your people, um, that pays dividends as far as retention, keeping them focused, and then letting him again, you know, here's the ideas, Mark, you know, I want you to gather what the best, uh, you know, proposal is for us, you know, going back on that, the OSHA silica, what's the best uh, 
a tool for us and how do we implement that in our company. I just don't know how we would have done that well without bringing him along to, to visit uh, vendors. So, Even just to have the filter to hear it in that way, right? To understand how to translate it immediately into the shop rather than maybe you or one of your other leaders within the company kind of bring back those notes with a business card and then saying, hey, there's this OSHA thing that this guy was telling me about. <laughs> um, why don't you call him and figure it out, right? And then all of a sudden, maybe it's two, three weeks, three months. Hoping there's some accuracy to the information you brought back yeah, to him. right? <laughs> well, and I'm a businessman, not a glazer. I've never right. been a glazer. Right. You know, I'll have friends call go. me, so are you going to show up? And I'm like, boy, if I show up, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, yeah, you better hope I don't show that's up. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know, nope, so for I get it. me to transfer information, having never been a glazer, I would do just a, a poor job of it. I mean, that's why I wanted him hands-on viewing things. I think it's important and safety stuff. I mean, that's his world. He lives in that. I don't, um, you know, so for him to be able to engage with vendors on safety items, I just think is, is money well spent. Yeah, no, no. So, so I think it's important that that we we give uh, the listeners a little bit more of a, a contextual look at at Pikes Peak Glass and City Glass as a, as a whole. Where do you sit in in terms of and you can ballpark us uh, just so they they can understand where do you sit revenue wise? Like, what is a what's a what's a typical year looking like uh, for Pikes Peak currently? We kind of fluctuate between sixteen and twenty million a year. That's a great size. I mean, that's a that's a great size company. That's a company that's 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 doing a lot of good dominating of that of that middle sector, that that middle earth that a lot of people tend to forget about. Yeah, yeah. So we're, you know, we're segmented nicely between uh, you know small shops and the the big boys. Um, yeah. You know, in our market's a, a medium sized market. We're not a major metro market, but we're also not a small market. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of a nice spot to be in. No, I think so. And I think, but I think, I think the reason that that's important is that is not the big guys and it's not the small guys, but it is more of the, of the middle to large size guys. And I think that makes up, um, more glazers, uh, nationally, globally of our, you know, area here that we're talking about of, you know, United States and a little bit of Canada. I think that makes up a, a, a big significant portion of it. So I think that you're speaking, you know, in terms of a lot of the people that would be interested in, in possibly looking at why a Glazer would go to Glass Builder, why it would send a team or, you know, is there ROI? Is this, uh, this is an investment. Do I get it? And I think that's important to, to let them know that you are that size Glazer and that it is important for you. Yeah, well, and I, you know, I'm by, I've been on the board uh, for the NGA, and um, so I've got, you know, to meet a lot of great uh, owners, uh, you know, across the country, and there are a lot of us kind of in this middle market that, uh, again, invest, you know, and want to invest in our businesses, and I think, you know, as all of us are just, you know, clamoring for people, um, you know, investing in our people in the education. Um, you know, it just, it's such an, a smart investment as far as retention and as far as making them a better, you know, and you hear that mantra, well, if I train them and they leave, then I'm, but what if you don't train them and they leave? You know, I think you have such a better chance of retaining and keeping great people if you're investing in them on a regular basis. And I, I truly believe glass build is a great way to invest in your people. Yeah, yeah. What if you don't train them and they stay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part. That's the part that. Yeah, then it's then you then you just shot yourself in the foot exactly yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you know we understand that completely, and you're and you're absolutely right the way that you you phrase that because 
there is, uh, you know, our market, Seattle, uh, is, is no different than a lot of the other markets where we, we talked about this. Uh, it is, it is uh, in the middle of this massive gap. There is a shortage of, of good talent. It is, it is uh, in no way uh, choking with uh, a bunch of talented people who have everywhere to go. It is grab your people and hold on to them as, as hard and as, and as tight as you can because everybody else needs them right now. Exactly. Uh, they can leave tomorrow and find another position. It's what are you doing to make sure they, they stay invested and, and feel valued um, yeah. in your company. So, Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, actually, Chris, because as you look into glass building, attending, and actually allowing that those resources of your company to then go get educated and um, go see what the industry is about. How, how do you go through, um, what's your selection process like to make sure that you're, I guess, understanding what Glassbuild is providing and then how do you balance that across your company to say, okay, I'd like so-and-so to be there or I'd like this department to, to choose a couple people. What's your, what's your process as a president um, of a glass company to, to introduce that to your employees and then, and then how you select that? Um, it can be a discussion. I mean, I just want to kind of hear your process. Sure. So especially when it comes to the education part of it, both the Express Learning and the Glazers uh, Executive Forum, um, you know, we take a look at what's going to be on there. So we um, sit down and kind of go through what's going on each day and what the education is. And then we kind of, uh, you know, who feels value in this, who feels like this would be important to them. Um, you know, so is that with your department heads or is, how does that, how does that happen at Pike's Peaks? Um, generally it's, yeah, me with the discussion of who I feel like, uh, the value would be this year to go. Um, obviously we kind of switch around, you know, who, who's going to go to what and, uh, who's going to go this year and who's not, uh, you know, maybe this isn't a good year for them. And so you take a look at, you know, like the Glazer glazing executives forum, um, you know, the, the, uh, um, you know, if you take a look at that, the battle for the wall. Well, I probably, um, that's, <laughs> I love I it. Know, I love it. Maybe I should bring that up. That's, you know, about how New York city was talking about the, the reduction in glass in building. Well, yeah. that's probably not yes. appropriate for a mirror and shower door guy. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> less applicable, lot, lot less applicable. Yes. I yeah. You know, so yes, let's hope that's the case. Hopefully we don't <laughs> end up with all shower curtains, uh, made out of soy or stuff like that. So, um, right. right. You know, the annual economic forecast that may be applicable to some of my guys, probably not my superintendent. Uh, he would be bored to death in a meeting like that. Um, but, you know, attending an express learning on safety right up his alley. So we kind of come up with a plan who's going to do what each day. Um, and then we organize a time that we all walk the floor together, all of us, so that, you know, we can all kind of see what's going on and then. You know, if, if my superintendent sees something that he's interested in, great, go back and visit with them the second day. Uh, you know, if my project manager sees some software that he'd love to take a look at, great. You know, go back the next day and take a look at it. So we, we divvy up who's going to do what and what, you know, each one feels like is important. But it's kind of a group decision. But um, we have a plan, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, the important discussion I think we have on the side of the process and choosing those resources inside your company is, is really establishing that ROI for glass build for Pikes Peak Glass and for the Glazers. And so I hope you guys that are listening to can understand that that there is an editing process, there's that pre-planning process that you're going to be looking at. And 
um, the resources that you're able to kind of share while you're there to bring back that information. Um, is there uh, is there something specifically you're looking forward to for the contract glazing side of things? Um, and I'm wondering, and we talked a lot about some of that mirror shower door technology and some of the safety stuff, but on, in the contract glazing side um, of your business, uh, what's, what's most important? Is it there to bring some of your journeyman glazers? Is it there to bring um, some of your project managers, or maybe some of those uh, superintendents, assistant project managers, where do you where do you kind of fit, or how do you edit those resources to bring to Glass Build, or do you? Yeah. So last year, and we kind of we we choose certain years to invest in one side of the business or the other, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. So Vegas was our contract glazing side, and so um, we were in the middle of a uh, software purchase. Um, so that was important. Um, we had some fairly challenging um, installation uh, going on. We have a, a zoo here in town that is literally on the side of a mountain. And uh, we had several projects up there. So we were focused on equipment to assist us in that. And um, you know, so last year we really focused on our, our contract lasers and uh, for those specific reasons. So it was show floor sort of items and then uh, you know obviously some of the the educational opportunities there and uh, then driven around the the safety component of it um, so when we do the residential side of things and it's more you know what's going on again we made a, a major shift in our our shower door supplier um, and uh, for for reasons, you know, and and again, just engaging sure. them. So that's how we generally kind of tag team it. Since we are a full service shop, is is we focus on one area of the business, and then bring the people in that area of the business, and and have a plan for them to focus on the vendors that they need to see, and and where we're going with that department. Was the software purchase kind of a part of that glass build education? It was, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So. You, and so you're able to kind of go there, understand how that software was translating into the machinery you're purchasing and surrounding that, I, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, again, to press the flesh with the actual people, it was it was, uh, it was was time well spent. And so last year, we even took our, our chief operating officer because that was his decision. Um, and so he was there also to engage with that. So you know, he wasn't really looking at any sort of safety equipment or lifting equipment. He was more focused on the software side of things and spent two days really engaging with that. So awesome. Wildly important uh, for those contract lasers out there that are thinking about glass build. Um, I, I know that they sit on the fence. What about you? Are you, are you? are you looking forward to anything in particular this year, this glass build? Well, you know, one of my favorite things, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, it used to be called Tech and then it shifted to Vistage. Um, but uh, we followed with ITR Economics when I was in that group and I was in that group for about 10 years and I always look forward to the annual economic forecast. Their ITR is so spot on. I mean, I, I knew the, the last recession was coming and seriously coming uh, you know, long before it happened because of their forecast that I was receiving. And so wow. that's always one of my favorite do not miss. Um, I think for any owner, um, obviously at the, at the end of the day, what's going to happen with our economy affects each and every person that's listening to this. So, um, yeah, and to have absolutely. that kind of resource and to listen to somebody that's so spot on, 
that uh, that that makes the whole show worth it for me. To to be honest with you, I can I could go for just that. Um, I love the glazing executives forum because we get to interact with other owners, and I just enjoy that immensely. Um, we're all in the same boat. We're all dealing with the same problems. We're all dealing with architects and general contractors and change orders and liquidated damages and bonding and um, you know just to sit there and, and even if it's commiserating, nothing more. But getting to meet other owners, I've truly enjoyed that and networking with them. So the networking lunch is another uh, very valuable um, thing that I enjoy. I think those are two very uh, important elements to the show. I think those are also uh, two things that are known by some and not by all. Uh, I, I don't think enough people understand that those two things do exist at, at, the, at the show and uh, should be should be looked at, specifically if you're in that uh, executive side of the organization, um, whether it's an owner or a COO or a VP, or if you have a... Uh, any sort of skin in that game for that, you should go to that and understand what that economy is doing because it is wildly, I don't know, it's not, they're not just taking stabs in the dark here. No. This is real calculated data that has been proven over and over and over again um, to, to, to really be what is going to be. Um, and then the network uh, lunch is is also another thing that is is so valuable from a different perspective. If you're in that in that uh, executive side of, of the organization, uh, you can gain a lot and you can glean a lot. And sometimes you can you can just vent with uh, people who get it. Well, one thing I found very valuable is you can parlay that into relationships. And um, I have kind of built through the years, and I specifically went to my first GBA. What I did was I, I read the Glass Magazine and I was looking for people that were mentioned over and over again. And I went to Glass Build and I specifically reached out to them before I went so I could connect with them when I was there to start building a network of people that aren't in my market that I can have honest and frank conversations with. Because again, I came from completely outside of this industry. I'm not a glazer that bought a or started a glazing company yeah. as a businessman. And so years ago, that was with purpose. And I still have a lot of those contacts. And when I ran into something that I'm like, man, I don't know what to do about this. Who else has had this? And I shoot out an email to those guys and uh, I get a response. And so I think that networking across the nation with somebody that's not in your market, so you don't have any problems with you know being honest. And, and, uh, and I find most people in the industry we all get up and put our pants on and go to work every day. And so we're willing to help out somebody. And so, yes. I mean, I have friends in Omaha, I have friends in LA, I have friends in DC, in uh, Austin, you know, that I can shoot an email out and say, hey guys, I'm struggling with this. And and I found that, and then I get to see them once a year guaranteed at Glass Build, so. Well, and then and then the other side of that is is that not every glazer is built the same way and to do the same thing. Uh, there are glazers that are very fabrication heavy. There are glazers that are very specialty heavy. There are glazers that are very um, mirror and shower uh, door. Uh, they do the fabrication themselves. Uh, some people are very assemble uh, glaze heavy. So even having a network to where if your shop gets uh, consumed or overwhelmed with something, you have somebody to access in another market that does something slightly uh, outside the fringe that, that you don't do or that you don't have capabilities for is another uh, piece to just to just to know the people that are there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, again, that, that building relationships and, and assisting each other real important. And I think, you know, GBA and the networking is, is invaluable. You bring up a good point. 
Chris, as far as the accessibility of the network in the glass and glazing business. And I think it's important even in this in this segment here that I would even like to invite you to share your contact information and your email address or how can people get a hold of you or those executives that are listening now to maybe just reach out to you and say, hey, can we meet up with Chris in the show? Is there is, is that something you can actually share with us? Your, oh, definitely. That, that email yeah, address? Definitely. So it's pretty easy. It's just Chris at Pikes Peak, like the mountain glass.com. Excellent. And is that the best way to get a hold of you? Um, is just yeah, sure. And I don't, I don't mind sharing my cell phone number too if you think that's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Sure. It's uh, area code seven one nine four nine one four eight five nine. You know, and you guys, as you listen to this, I mean, uh, those executives and some of those superintendent project manager levels that are just coming into that second stage of your business, the economy is fairly doing fairly well. And you're really, really busy thinking about those projects that you got to hold on to or you got to maintain. Look, glass build sits about three days inside the middle of a week in the middle of September. And and you have um, access to these other executives and other project managers inside your industry in the country this is the event that you actually get to plan for in order for you to go and network with these individuals that have similar issues have similar um, problems you may not necessarily be dealing with the same project but for chris just to mention that saying hey i I got a guy in dc i got a guy in omaha i got a guy in la that i'll reach out to and i'll be saying hey got this issue with fabrication or i heard this osha issue come up with uh safety you know and and uh, for him to reach out even prior to the show to arrange some of those meetings, even if it's a 15 minute, 15 minute coffee so session, savvy. so um, savvy. A, a, a like, hey, let's grab drinks after the networking forum because I really want to talk to you about how to work this project. You know, this this is how accessible our industry is. And, and that accessibility key, I think, is a huge ROI team. Um, point to really make for those those glazing yeah. executives because I think about it in a couple formats like you've got the NFL head coaches right yeah. how many teams are there you know they're like that's an executive that's a that's an elite group and I think these Huge. head coaches of these companies um, have the availability to create that strong network so please reach out to Chris please yeah. pre-plan for some of those things and have your project managers even reach out to those other companies and find out who's going to go and how it could work out because it really is just an email away. These people actually do want to make sure that those networks are continuing to grow. It's I think that's a huge, huge point that you made there. Thank you, Chris. Thank I appreciate you. that. Well, it's, it's working on your business, you know, rather than in it. Yes. We all need to do that sometimes. And, and when it's when it's gangbusters and the economy's going like it is, it's it's even harder, it seems like, to take that time away. But boy, what an, a great investment. No, absolutely. Well, it's been 18 years uh, that you've been cracking away at this uh, glass business. Do you miss the car wash? Um, you know, the only thing I miss about the car washes is I got to be around cars and I was outside all day long. So, right. <laughs> but uh, there's an allure to that. There's an allure to that. The last Christmas Eve that I owned the business, I was, uh, we had one of our, or two of our automatics actually go down and we were going to be busy because it snow and got nice. And 
when I was sitting on the gantry in a car wash at midnight on Christmas Eve, I said, man, I'm not going to be 40 doing this. So that I don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. No, Chris, we sincerely appreciate this, uh, taking the time, sitting with us, going through all this. Uh, we are very excited for uh, this to go out. And then, you know, we're excited to see you at Glass Build as well. Sounds great. Thank you for the opportunity to, to promote it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. Yeah, thanks, Chris, so much for joining us here on the Edify Studios podcast. You guys, please reach out to Chris. Please reach out to us. Um, we'll put the, here, the links here in the descriptions below. Um, comment back and forth. We'll make sure that we just want to bring that accessibility, bring those ROIs to your company for glass build. Um, Chris, thanks so much for spending a short time today. I'm glad everything worked out technology-wise. Me too. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Edify Studios podcast with hosts Brad Glauser and Brad Walker. To learn more about Edify Studios, visit www.edify-studios.com. That's www.edify-studios.com.